Welcome into the Irish NFL show, Thanksgiving Day special. We normally have the one game to mull over on a Thursday night as part of our Thursday football preview, but this week we're blessed. We've got three games starting from half five. We've got the Packers on the road against the Lions. Then at the half nine, we've got the Commanders against the Cowboys. Closing out Thursday night with another NFC West clash, another divisional clash, and that is the 49ers on the road in Seattle. Noel Dowling here to discuss these games. Noel, very welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, no, it's great to be on. It's just got Thanksgiving again already, and uh, just great for to dive in and, and enjoy the whole Thanksgiving festivities and, and get to talk about these games, which look like there could be a couple of really good games in there at a few points. So hopefully it should be exciting. Yeah, we'll be in Buskers on the ball later on this evening uh, from half five to three games, and obviously live on there. So Buskers who support the Irish NFL show will have the three games on. People should check out the bar, get down to the sports bar, watch the games there because we'll be there this evening Noel, and we're going to kick off and have a conversation with the first game and this game for you probably has a little bit of an interest albeit the Bears are now the playoff picture but where are you on this game because I, I, I'd imagine Bears fans and most fans in the NFL are kind of glad to see the Lions do well again because they've had such a difficult period and I joke about how many years we've called them the factory of sadness and then when it comes to Thanksgiving yeah the Lions play but we're always more focused on who they're playing because they're usually the team going for the playoffs but it's turned around the Lions are in two they're sitting in the second seed they're heavy favourites to win this game are you are you enjoying the Dan Campbell experience albeit you're a team a fan of a team within the division look it's, it's been interesting to watch I mean the, the Lions as you say have kind of been that basement dwelling team for a long time and they've kind of over the years they've used those draft picks they've built up they've built the O-line they've started bringing in kind of other skilled players and on both sides of the ball and it finally seems to be coming together for them and then obviously you talk about the playing the Packers I mean who'd have thought three or four years ago we'd be saying the Lions would be going into a Thanksgiving game favoured against the Packers the Packers obviously coming off uh, their second Hall of Fame to be Hall of Fame quarterback in a row and they're kind of making that adjustment with Jordan Love so I think it's 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 actually an interesting game. It's actually a more interesting game, I think, now than I thought it maybe in two or three weeks ago. I feel like Jordan Love maybe seems to be finding his feet a little bit more. You know, maybe the Packers will look at the Lions last week against the Bears and think, you know, the Bears let that slip. Maybe there's just something we saw there we can kind of get at. So as an NFL, or sorry, as an NFC North fan, it is interesting to me because I, th- I think it could be a better game than originally I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I've seen some of the Packers beat writers over the course of the last two to three days. Matt Steiben and one particular that we've had on the show from the Athletic kind of suggesting Packers are only one game out of the wild cards right now and obviously they haven't played as many games as the bye week to come and various different things and scenarios. But if they were to win this game and go five and six and results were to go their way on Monday night as it happened with the Bears playing the Vikings, they could still be in the mix and our team only a couple of weeks ago that we spoke to a few Packers fans were suggesting they're looking at the draft status for next year. All of a sudden, they're they're back in, potentially within a slight, probably a bit of a slim chance, but they're in there. And if they could get over the line in this game, we saw the Lions get at, be get at, got at last week by the Bears. It's probably not as a straightforward as game that people would have thought again, as you said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, I think look, I, I think it is a slim chance. You mentioned slim chance there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be rushing out to put any money on the pack to kind of make that kind of step up this season. But then you know you win two three games, one, two, three games in a row and it kind of builds. You never know because they are an unknown quantity because of Jordan Love back there. So if he really does kind of hit his stride, you know, then look, 
stranger things have happened. You, you never say never. Teams can just kind of hit that kind of run at the right time and it just brings them into the playoffs. Again, the Lions, I think the Lions are a good team. I think last week was probably a bit of an aberration. You know, as a Bears fan, obviously I, I loved watching it for, you know, 95% of the game until it kind of all went kind of at the end there. But they still are a good team. I mean, you look at Gibbs and Montgomery. I couldn't even think of his name. So I'm a blank out since he left. But you look at what they're doing now with Montgomery coming back from his injury. Those two really are putting together a, a good, solid duo running back. Then, you know, at wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown is is up there with the best of them, you know. So it's, they, they have talent there. I think they may be too strong. But, you know, again, as I say, last week, Jared Goff has, he's done a really good job at the Lions. Last week, he was got out a bit. He had three interceptions. You now, if the Packers can find a way to put him under pressure, you know, who, who kind of knows? It'll be tough now for the Pack this week. I think, am I right in saying they're down at running back there? Um, yeah, Aaron AJ Jones. Dillon, yeah, Jones. Yeah, Jones. Yeah. You know, I think Musgrove is out there as well, tight end. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on these young wide receivers with that young quarterback. But again, as I say, they're an unknown quantity. If they all kind of, if the quarterback and one or two of those receivers really start stepping up their game, you know, who knows what the pack really are? You know, that's that's kind of the interesting thing. And as a Bears fan, you know, it's 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 horrible sitting at the bottom looking up at them all. But again, it's it's also interesting just to see how these things kind of shake out as the business end of the season kind of starts kicking in. Yeah, as you said, business end of the season, so many various permutations across the league this weekend. I was going to ask you about Montgomery because obviously Bears didn't, you know, retain him, didn't give him another contract. We Adam Rank was on the show last April and people were kind of joyous about the fact that, you know, disappointed, sorry, about the fact that Williams, uh, Javante Williams, the running back had gone from the Lions to the Saints in free agency and they brought in Montgomery. He said on that particular episode, Montgomery's a far superior running back and when he plays in the Lions, he's going to prove it and Bears fans are going to be ruined the day he left. Were you in that camp? Are you pleasantly surprised by how well he's playing? Is he playing with a point to prove? Or is it just a running back who always knew that was there? It was just a case if he went to a really good team, he would, you know, put, put himself in that upper echelon. Yeah, no, I, I was fully in the Montgomery camp. You know, we we had a lot of heat debates on the, the Irish Bears show. You know, there were some people didn't think a running back was, you know, you you didn't need to pay them. You could just bring in the next guy. And, and, and to an extent, that is the way it is with running backs. That That's kind of the way it works now. But I just, I like Montgomery. He didn't have that top end speed to get away from people, but he still, he was, he was all go, you know, and when he got that ball, he, there was no holding back from him. He he would, you needed those couple of yards and he was going to get them. Uh, so for me, I, I was sorry to see him go, but in saying that, you know, the Bears, this is the way Ryan Poles works. He has a price point. Montgomery and the Bears just couldn't come together. And, you know, I think coming into the season, I was still happy with, what the Bears had at running back. I thought, you know what, Herbert looks a good player. You know, I like Deontay Foreman. He showed last year at Carolina that he's a good player. And then obviously we had a rookie coming in and, you know, he looked like he was going to be a good player. So I was kind of happy enough with what we had, but I, I did miss Montgomery. But in terms of, you know, what what you're asking, you know, this is, this is a good player who went to a better team than he was on previously. And it shows all around. You know he has the talent, but now he's he's a better all line in front of him. There's there's better players around him, skill players. So when you take a good player and you put him in a better team, you're just going to get better results. 
just looking at the betting line for this game, the line is seven and a half point favourites. So essentially, the book the bookmakers are expecting them to win by a touchdown and beyond. It's probably a fair reflection of where both teams are. Like we were touching on there about people suggesting the Packers are back in the race, but realistically, they're still probably a little bit short in terms of being in the wild cards from the end of the season. The army some players go into this game, which is obviously probably going to prove costly. Um, make our make our mind up time here. The defensively for the for the Lions. Probably not at the level in which we've seen the season last week. Justin Fields did a number on them. But um, I think we'll speak on a bit. Uh, transformation defensively this week compared to what we saw last week. I think we'll get a Jordan over. It'll be a difficult day. And I'm taking the Lions and I'm taking them to cover the handicap, gap, which is seven and a half points. I think they'll win something in the region of 10 to 13 points, there thereabouts. Lions that win, push the line too. Your, your pick on this, would you, would you be in line and go with the Lions? you think they'll cover the spread? I'm close on that. I, I, I Initially, the first score that jumped in my head was 27-20 to the Lions, so I kind of didn't have them cover. But the more I think about it, I think they may just cover. But I don't think it will be. I know you're saying it'll be the big one. I don't know if it'll be that big. It may be, maybe, I don't know, eight to nine points could be the could be the actual gap between the teams, I think, maybe. A slight cover would make for nervous watching later on in Buskers on the ball if you have a few... With on the lines to cover spread. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I might have a, a euro or two on it. So yeah, it'll definitely make it. He's gamble. He's gambling responsibly, of course. Uh, you're, you're. I'm a little bit more confident than praising on the lines to cover in the euro. We'll move on to the second one, and that is in NFC East clash. And I used to look forward to these NFC East clashes on Thanksgiving because sometimes it, it was impacting on the Giants, but unfortunately not to be this season. Commanders are a strange bunch. The Giants seem to always be the Commanders, and um, I wonder what Josh Harris, the owner. Is taking over his coaching staff right now because they were nine and a half point favourites against the Giants last weekend. Beating, I wouldn't say comprehensively, but they had six turnovers. But the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, no matter who the circuit, they, always, they won last year against the Giants, but in previous years, they always fly ways to lose on Thanksgiving. They haven't got a great record on Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's the enorm duty occasion gets them. But right now, Bernard, where the Cowboys are, they seem to be taking care of teams this year that are above their weight level. They seem to be comprehensively beaten. And in particular at home, they've recorded in every game, I believe, and the spread out. The spread in this game is minus 12 and a half points. That's for the bookmakers to see this game essentially that the Cowboys are going to win by two touchdowns or more. Are you, are you solid in the Cowboys this season? They've had some difficult losses against uh, the likes of 49, but when they play teams at a level below them, they seem to beat them and beat them well. Yeah, no, you're spot on. They 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 have that consistency when they're playing teams. They're they're expected to be. They they are really beating them. Uh, C D Lamb and Dak Prescott seem to be having a, a nice little tandem together this season. And obviously Pollard as a running back, he's he's a good solid running back. Like he'll he'll do a job for you. So yeah, no, they they're yeah the Cowboys are a team that seem to be just doing what they they need to be doing for the moment. Uh, I don't see any trouble for them with the Commanders. You know, coming up this Thanksgiving. Although, as you say, the Commanders are, are a strange team. You know, Sam Howell seems to be racking up the the, the yards and the touchdown or the touchdowns there. But still, there's just something about them. I think is is probably too flaky to to cause Dallas any problems this weekend. Racking up the yards everywhere for good and bad. They have they're on course for 97 sacks this season, and the NFL record is 76. They could beat the NFL record. With three to four games to go, the offensive line is abysmal. They haven't seen to do anything to crack the RP enemy. We've gone over there and was getting some rave, rave, rave and great kind of feedback around how he was 
one new offensive round. And in fairness, you could argue that the numbers are off the charts, but also you have to recognize the offensive line is doing nothing and the poor, poor kid is getting killed at times. This Cowboys defense on the day, they've had, I think, Blown Blendon in particular is a four touchdown, you know, four picks this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, they're turning over the ball like great numbers. That's what worries me. With the offensive line, we see what like, Micah Parsons gets up his steam. It could be a very dominant defensive performance by the Cowboys. Yeah, no, I think that that's the way it's kind of setting up. I think the Cowboys will be too strong for the Commanders on on both sides of the of the football when when this game goes. Um, I just I find it very hard for the Commanders to to actually be able to stack up against this Cowboys team, as you say. You know, they're they're getting pick sixes for full on the Cowboys, yeah. and I take Mika Parsons over almost anybody. I mean, I just I love watching him play. What a what a player! And I think this this Washington. Uh, offensive line is is bad, and Sam Hill, as you mentioned, he he's been in trouble. You know, I mean, look, when a commanders team, when a team loses your joints and my Bears this season, you know something's wrong with them, and you know yeah. I, don't, I don't fancy them much when they're going up against Dallas. And then on the other side of the ball, as you say, you know the the Cowboys are scoring points when they need to score points, and we know that the commanders obviously made big changes to that defensive line, and they got rid of Chase, and they got rid of Montez Sweat. You know, so they are two, or Chase Young, sorry, they are, they are two big players to take out of that defensive line, which can only weaken them even further. So for me, I can't see them get close to the Cowboys. Where are you on the Cowboys over the course of the season? Because right now they're kind of sitting in that similar spot to where they sat last year, which is really strong team. Unfortunately, now they're falling into a situation where they don't seem to be in a position to win the division because they can't seem to get over the line. They play the Cowboys tough, but he just can't seem to get over the Sorry, the Eagles. It looks like you know, to the Eagles will win the division again in one. And then it'd be very much kind of deja vu. They'll go on the road in the playoffs. You might get shoot a wildcard game, and then they get to the divisional round. Like you look at them and you'd argue they're if that's stronger than they were in last year, in particular the defense. What is this a year where you see potentially could get to the championship game? Obviously, it has to fall right for them in terms of where they go on the road in the playoffs, but. On their day, they can be they can be any team. It's just a case of the right bog. Sometimes it's a case of luck. They don't seem to get the luck when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of feels like same old cow- Cowboys. There, there are different seasons where they look really, really good in the regular season. And, you know, they might drop the odd bad game, but they can kind of look good. And, and toward the end of the season, you know, maybe make the playoffs. But still, something just seems to always hold them back. And for me, like what I'll say is, until you and until you show me, I'm not gonna trust you. You know that kind of way. So until they show me they can they can win a few two games into the postseason, I'm just gonna think that this is the way the Cowboys have operated for years. They look good, they flatter to deceive at times. Sometimes they get great results, but it always just seems to kind of fall short at the end. Yeah, interesting to see who they play if the season ends today. To have that stat sheet here for me, put it. Yeah, I buy, I buy into what you're saying there. The Cowboys are a really strong team, and it, it, it would be like for the yellow nostalgic fans like us who watched the game for so long, you couldn't reflect on the Cowboys back in the nineties against the Forty ers and the rivalry there and winning the Super Bowls. It probably would be nice to see the Cowboys certainly get back to the championship game and the heightened scrutiny that would come with them playing in a championship game would be would be off the charts. Uh, closing out the later game. In the evening, which is probably one that a lot of people won't be watching because of the title, which kicks off, which is one twenty a.m. It's an NFC West clash, and it's a, it's a really great one to, to finish to finish off the year. And it's the Seahawks 
going up against the 49ers. The Owens play should have tough. The 49ers beat them last year. I think the Yaks have beat them three times. They beat them in the playoffs as well. Gino Smith is doubtful for this game. So that's an interesting dilemma. We're not sure if he's going to play. And if that's the case, it'll be Drew Locker. Are the 49ers getting up a steam again? They had their three losses. They had their bye week. They go and beat Jacksonville. They beat the Bucks last week. The 49ers back on the return of the team, potentially going to the playoffs. Is this a great spot for the 49ers going into this game? Or do you see Seahawks potentially turning them over? Minus seven points is the handicap. 49ers expected to win. Cover the number of seven. Yeah, then look, the 49ers, it's it's no coincidence they've started getting a little bit more healthy again. You know, I think Trent Williams is back there and, and obviously Brock, Pur- Brock, Brock Purdy has that bit of protection there again and he, he looked like a, a superstar again last week. So the 49ers look like they're starting to, whatever that funk is they were in, they, they seem to have turned that corner. And ordinarily this weekend, I would have probably taken them against anyone to win without thinking. But this week, obviously being it's the Seahawks and there's that bit of a rivalry there, I think they can actually swap the division lead if the Seahawks win this week, this weekend. So, you know, there's a lot to it. So I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the 49ers are a better team. I think ordinarily I would pick them to win, but it's just because of that rivalry that's there and, and everything that goes with it. I think it's probably going to be a, a tough game for them. Um, I think the Seahawks, as you mentioned, may have an injury too. I think Kenneth Walker may be out as well. Which means yeah, you're looking at Zach Charbonnet. Big, big blow to him if they was walking. You know, so you're looking at Zach Charbonnet exactly coming in there. And, and I, I don't know what it is about the Seahawks. I never, even though I know they are one game out from the 49ers, I never really bought them this year. I don't, I don't know why. It's just something about them. So, But just because of who they're playing, I think that, that, that kind of rivalry between the two teams will make it tough. But I think... Probably again, the 49ers really do look like they're they're kind of hitting stride again. And I think when you're talking about you know Super Bowls, for me they have to be one of the, the favorites to be in that Super Bowl this year. So you know I I think they are. I think that kind of turning that corner from whatever it was injuries and, and whatnot that kind of knocked them over for a while. Seattle have been convincing. They've been winning games, but they've been getting just over the line. Then have City got to Baltimore, get blown out. They lose last weekend in a game they look for large parts that they're going to win against the Rams. Just don't seem to be kind of games away in the nation, which we saw even last year when not many people expected them. Uh, make your mind of time on this one. I think on the second game, I think we're, we're convincing on the Cowboys. We think they'll cover the handicap. Do you see the Seattle turning them over? Do you see a shock on Thursday night? Or are you you're leaning 49? No, I think they might keep it close for most of the game, but I think the 49ers might be just a little bit too strong. And again, you talk about Geno Smith. Is, is he going to be in there or not? I mean, who's the backup there? Is it True Lock? True Lock. True Lock. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, that obviously plays a big part in whatever happens in that situation on, on the centre. But I think even if Geno Smith plays, I think they may keep it close for three quarters or so, but I think the 49ers' strength overall will probably uh, probably help them see out the game. So I, I think, what'd you say, seven, seven and a half was there? Minus seven. Minus seven. Minus seven. seven. I, think, I think the 49ers will cover it by the end. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going 49ers to cover. And um, I think it'd be similar to what you said. I think it could be nipping the going into the third quarter. And we, into the fourth quarter, but I think McCaffrey ultimately will get them over the line. And 49ers win and essentially was look to wrap up the division and try to keep his best account in terms of chasing the Eagles for the number one spot. The two games back on the Eagles right now. No, I appreciate your time as we look at the Thanksgiving games. Looking forward to having your company and Buskers on the ball later this evening when we, when we see if our picks and selections go the way we think. Uh, three really enticing games. Thanks for your time. No worries, Brian. Thanks for having me on.